to Healthy Energy with Margo. In our show, we explore the various ways we can connect to our energy and shift our perspective to create change in our being and in life. Now, here is your host, Margo Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Magical Monday and Healthy Energy with Margo. I am so grateful for you joining me today, whether you are listening live or to the recording. My guest today is Dr. Brenda Walding, and she's had quite a journey from being having chronic illnesses to being well and thriving. And she's going to share with us today her nine wholehearted essentials to healing. So welcome, Brenda. I am so grateful for you being here today. Oh, thank you so much, Margo, for having me on the show. I'm excited to have a wonderful chat today. I know, me too. What am I going to learn? I'm excited. I wonder what we can share with the listeners to maybe help them from where they're at. Because um, maybe you can share a little bit about you and your journey to coming to these these essential tips for people. Yes, of course. So, yeah, this journey for me has been oh, a little over a decade long. So, I'll share kind of the cliff notes, but... Um, I pretty much grew up seemingly really healthy environment. I was an athlete my whole life and a Division I collegiate soccer player. And then shortly after graduating from physical therapy school, I have my doctorate in physical therapy, and I moved to Austin, Texas, married my husband, started a new job, all these, you know, stressful kind of situations. Shortly after that, I just started to get fatigued and more sick and more sick more frequently and then develop rashes all over my entire body uh, that would stay there for like uh, at least a year and a half or two. Um, My hair started falling out. I started seeking out, you know, doctors and getting tests and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. So, you know, I was really struggling getting weaker and weaker. I still working as a physical therapist and trying to help others, but feeling pretty miserable. And then I developed a systemic infection that caused me to go on disability and be bed bound for several months of taking antibiotics and just not getting better and getting to the point of where I thought and the doctors thought that I might die. So it was a pretty... Yeah, it was pretty intense time. This was in my late 20s, just to give you context. I was pretty young, just just newly married, having been an athlete my whole life. So it was a really challenging time for me of really everything I identified with as who I was, you know, a beautiful, smart, athletic, you know, vibrant woman to I can hardly get up, up the stairs and I can no, no longer work. And I essentially have to cover my body in ice packs in order to fall asleep because I was in so much pain. So Not a fun way to live. I know. I know. I really, I can, I never, you know, I had that moment of, you know, like, I think I'm ready to to be done here. You know, God, I'm, if this is the way it's going to go. So, like I said, I was seeking out some of the most uh, sought after specialists in immunology and just couldn't figure out what was happening or what was going on. I would take an antibiotic and then um, it would start to go away. 
And then I would come back with full force within a couple days. And so uh, my husband got me out of the house and took me to Whole Foods. And we were checking out of the, in the line. And I saw an article called, uh, uh, an article title on the Wellbeing Journal, you know, those magazines that are in the uh, checkout line. And it said, Natural Solutions to Drug-Resistant Infections. And so I, I, it caught my eye, and I grabbed the journal. I said, oh, I must have an antibiotic-resistant infection. And I started to read this article, and it talked about uh, wild Mediterranean oregano oil that they had been using to cure various uh, diseases in, in third-world countries. And so I bought the oil, and I took it, and within three days, my infection was gone. Wow. And yeah, pretty crazy, huh? So that opened up my whole world to natural and more holistic medicine and healing. Because before that, I really didn't, you know, really didn't know much about natural healing or holistic healing. And so that really was sort of the Pandora's box and opening me up to all this, this whole other realm of healing. And that was a huge pivotal point. And from there, I started to look into diet, how my, what I eat, what I ate and what I put on my skin and, and toxins in my environment, how they affected me. I started seeking out natural and holistic healers and practitioners to help me. And they were able to find some solutions and some underlying issues as to why I was having this sort of immune system breakdown. And so kind of to speed up the story a bit, you know, I really focused on all these different healing modalities for about seven or eight years. And I started to get better and stronger over time. The rashes went away. I went back to work. I became, I was a physical therapist at the time and I started training and functional nutrition, uh, Dow flow yoga. I kind of slowed down my life. Wasn't such a hardcore athlete. I realized I needed to slow down and decrease my stress level. And so I got to that point of where I felt, Oh my goodness, I'm feeling so much better. And I think it's time. I think I'm healthy enough to start a family, which was my dream. My husband and I, we were uh, desiring to start a family. So about eight years later, we were getting ready to go on a dream trip to Italy, which is, you know, something I'd been waiting for my whole life. And we decided to start a family there. But about a week prior, I had been working out and my muscles were sore and I was poking around in my chest and I found a lump in my breast. Oh. And so, yeah, so that was really, um, as you can imagine, pretty, pretty devastating. And I knew that it wasn't good. I just had that thinking feeling and that knowingness that, that this was something, you know, problematic or something I needed to address at least. Um, and so it ended up being, di- I ended up being diagnosed with breast cancer And we went to the trip to Italy, did not start a family. And that was sort of this breast cancer diagnosis was really this catalyst to really question how I've been living and looking at my life in a deeper way. You know, I've been working so hard to try to heal myself. I mean, you couldn't find somebody that had more discipline and spent more time and energy and money on different avenues of healing but I was really focused on healing from the physical perspective of diet, lifestyle changes, and 
you know, yes, slowing, slowing down and looking at how my thoughts affected my, uh, my well-being. But I got this sense, you know, I, what, what am I missing? Like really having this conversation with God and what am, what am I missing here? And I got this really, this sense of that there was some deeper layers of emotional and spiritual healing to be, to be had. And I realized I couldn't keep doing the same things, addressing my healing the same ways and expect a different result. And so I really slowed down and got still and got quiet and was in the middle of the dark in the night crying and just asking God for help. You know, I, I knew for me going the conventional route, chem, traditional chemo and radiation wasn't my path. So I was just asking, you know, God, what is it that you want me to do? And what I heard was what I call the divine whisper. And this is something I share in my book, um, Sick of Being Sick, The Woman's Holistic Guide to Conquering Chronic Illness. Uh, I share the story, and I basically heard, if you're going to survive, you're going to have to learn to listen to your heart. And Mm. that was a completely foreign thing for me. It's like, you know, it's very much in my head and very, you know, analytical. Um, So from that moment forward, it was my commitment of navigating this cancer journey is how do I, how do I listen to my heart? How do I make decisions from my heart and live from my heart? And from that, just the the last few years was a really beautiful journey of really coming home to myself and uh, experiencing incredible healing and, and, and depths beyond that I could have ever imagined. And now I, I have experienced it a more meaningful and joyful and peaceful life just on this process. And so that's kind of how the wholehearted healing nine essentials came about and was prompted to write this book um, as, you know, my love letter to women that are dealing with chronic illness in order for, you know, to provide this information so they don't have to spend a decade and uh, tens and thousands of dollars uh, just to really understand what it really takes to truly heal and thrive. Wow, Brenda, that's quite a journey and quite a learning. And, you know, so many people that I know, they have something going on. And I think it's becoming harder and harder for doctors to diagnose what is actually going on in the body. We don't fit a disease model anymore. Like we're way more complex to that. and, And maybe that is just that whole tuning into you and getting in touch with your heart and what you truly want. So how did you manage to do that? Like what was your steps to maybe getting in tune with you a little bit more? Yeah. Well, just to your point, I think Margo that, um, you know, I think we all are taught and conditioned to really focus on health and healing from a physical perspective only and, you know, that's when I see a lot of clients, it's like, they're like diet, nutrition, supplements, exercise. And those are so important, so important and foundational, but it's only part of the puzzle because when we realize that we are these holistic beings, that we have this, you know, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual element of who we are, uh, and we, we realize we have to address all components of us as this holistic being in order to truly heal and thrive. And so I think, you know, this, you know, this disease conventional model where we're just kind of looking at things more from a mechanistic 
approach like machines, like physical, you know, machines, they think it, it falls short, especially when we're dealing with chronic complex health issues. So, well, it, it just doesn't it work. work. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't work because it doesn't really align with who we really are. Um, we're so much more complex and dynamic. So that's the big, you know, a big aha, you know, with the cancer situation for me was, you know, I'd just been focusing for eight years on the physical realm mostly. And, you know, this was like, okay, what am I missing here? And so that is one of the big take-homes and, you know, things I invite my clients to look deeper and that's what the nine wholehearted essentials are all about. Is like, let's look at the whole picture and address the uh, who we are, you know, from all these different aspects. This more dynamic approach, comprehensive approach. Um, so, so you asked me, you know, how did I do that? So, and it's still an ongoing journey, but I feel like you know we are conditioned, uh, most of us, to really navigate life from our heads that our brains mm-hmm. are, you know, from the intellect, so to speak. And we have this whole intuitive part, this whole intuitive heart that has its own intelligence and its own wisdom. But we cut ourselves off from that when we are stuck in the head and stuck in a place of fear. And I learned this, one of the big catalysts, Uh, for me to really learn to get into my heart and to listen to my heart was an organization called HeartMath. Are you familiar with HeartMath? Yes, somewhat, but maybe let our listeners know what it is. Yeah, so HeartMath. So, you know, as I made this commitment, okay, um, you know, (laughs) asking the divine, asking God to, to teach me how to listen to my heart. And it felt really scary a bit because I felt like the stakes were really high. And so as I began to open up the question and asking for guidance, for divine guidance, you know, things, uh, books, teachers, learnings began to come into my, um, into my life and across my path. And HeartMath was one of those, those organizations. Uh, basically, HeartMath is a global uh, organization that studies the power and intelligence of the heart and offers tools and technologies to help us do that. And I love it because it brings science together with this sort of intuitive, some would call woo-woo-ness of listening to the heart and allowing the heart to guide you, which can sound a little esoteric and a little, you know, like I said, woo-woo, but what's great about heart math is it has uh, studied this for many years now and has shown that when we do tap into listening to the heart and allowing the heart to guide us and getting the heart in sync with the mind, that it creates harmony in all the systems of the body, allowing us to heal, but also improving our ability, our performance, our focus, um, improving mood, improving overall well-being and sleep, so many different benefits and have created tangible tools to be able to do this. So for me, I ended up becoming a HeartMath certified coach in the process. And that was a really great way for me to bridge the gap between sort of this um, left brain thinking um, and being stuck in my intellect to learning the power uh, of the heart. So that was one piece. And another part was just, you know, really getting still and learning about meditation um, and learning to listen to uh, 
learning to slow down and be still and to listen to this intuitive voice that we all have inside of us. Uh, we're not taught this, but it definitely, you know, requires, I think, at least in the beginning, stillness and, and learning to listen and ask, you know, wh- where would you have me go? What would you have me do? And trusting that there is a higher power that guides us and that this power is within all of us. So very true. It was, yeah. Slowing down is a good thing in that way and asking questions. And I think being in harmony, like when you talk about um, being in your heart and coming from there, you're actually working together because so much of illness I hear is we have to fight this. And it's like it's fighting a part of you. So there's still a battle going on. And I don't think that creates a space for wholehearted healing in that way. Like there's, there's, you know, like that's where you say there's a piece missing at times when you don't have all of you together, all of one person together looking at what else can be done. So getting quiet and starting to ask some of those questions is a great way to begin getting in tune with yourself. I mean, I've done different shows on body and asking your body what it would like. So it, yep. they're all very similar, just coming from a different approach is, is spending some time with yourself, which I think a lot of us avoid ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're, you know, we're, we are stuck in this, in this hamster wheel of, of thoughts. You know, most of our thoughts are negative and repetitive, and we think around 60,000 thoughts a day. And if we're, and most of you, like, and we're, we're stuck in that, that place of the thinking mind, you know, we, we try to resist and we try to get out of it. And we really kind of are in this place of angst and fight or flight and stress response. And in that state, we cannot heal. In that state, we cannot listen to our heart. We cannot access our intuition. And so most of us are just conditioned to uh, operate from that place. And so we kind of just want to, you know, resist a, a lot of things. And we want to fight and we try want to try to get rid of things. And, you know, that's kind of con- uh, consistent with, you know, this whole fighting disease uh, model that we have that clearly, you know, is not working because we have a, an epidemic of chronic illness and cancer in this country. So, you know, really the invitation for me was to begin looking at things a different way and inviting and um, teaching others as well as that disease can be, instead of fighting, we can learn, we can learn It can be a a radical opportunity for growth and healing and transformation if we can look at it as an opportunity to really delve within and to let go of all that isn't that. I like to say, let go of all that isn't the deep down divine you. Like, let go of the fear. Let go of all the stuff that's getting in the way for us to really know who we are, to be at peace, and to, to love our lives. And so it's this invitation, you know, to really clear the debris out so that we can truly thrive and be who we're meant to be. Awesome. That's a great way to look at disease in that way. Brenda, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, maybe you can, I don't know, take us on a journey or share a little bit more about some of the essentials. Sure. Sounds great. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you been neglecting yourself and now is the time to make you a priority in your own life? To be kinder and more in tune with yourself. Maybe there is an area of your life you would like to shift or gain a new perspective. Margot of Healthy Energy would be happy to assist you. To get in touch with Margot to book your healing session or coaching session today, call 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. That's 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Do you wish you had more energy? Would you like to have a more restful sleep? Do you experience discomfort in your joints? Maybe you'd like to release some excess weight. The Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs by Secret may just be what you're looking for. To get started today, contact Margot Nielsen at 778-828-8005 or healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Again, to discover what Secret can do for you, call Margot at 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margot. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margot Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margot. I'm here with Brenda, and we're talking about health and how to get healthy and um, nine essentials. So, Brenda, I'm just looking at some of what the essentials are and thoughts and feelings and what we were talking about, you and I, on the break about energy they kind of tie all in together because if we're continuing to think and say, I feel tired or I feel sick, we're not really shifting that to something different, are we? No, we aren't. And that is something that I really, especially in this latter half of, of my healing journey, you know, with cancer, you know, that was one of the big things I met a teacher, a mentor that really, um, help me understand the importance of of energy and how you know our thoughts, words, feelings, and beliefs radically affect our reality, our experience, including you know the state of our bodies because we are all energy, and so our thoughts and so our feelings and so our beliefs and so that is a big you know some of the the components of the nine essentials is beyond looking at the physical, you know, what are you holding in terms of your beliefs about God, life, healing, disease, 
And what are you, you know, what are you thinking, feeling, and saying? And are they, those things aligned with your goal or your dream of vibrant health? Because if they are not, that those things can be sabotaging your ability to heal without you even realizing it. Very true. And I love the word vibrant health. So if that's everybody's target is to have vibrant health, you want to work backwards in a way to maybe examining what your thoughts and beliefs are. Do you believe you can be? And maybe tapping into the inner you. And if vibrant health is where you want to be, what and who might get me there or what do I need to do? And like you said, you know, you're just sitting with, okay, then you might be led to this show. You might be led to, you said, oil of oregano. You might be leading to, you know, any different product or something or a different way of being or a group to kind of get into where you're actually having the same kind of positive input. Yeah, like your yeah, heart definitely. mouth, how you had mentioned, right? It's just we want to find our find ways to get to that space inside of ourselves, however that is. Exactly. I think, you know, well, the last essential number nine is, is entitled trust and surrender. I think if we can get to the point of trusting that we do have this benevolent higher power within us that can heal us and guide us and provide all the time, and all we have to do is open to receive that and to listen, then, you know, that is a, is a powerful piece because when we can slow down and really trust and listen, that we will be guided to that next thing. And, you know, it's maybe it's a, a nudge or a hunch that you get and you can't really describe it, or you come across a person uh, that has some information for you and kind of leads you to that next thing. Um, or, you know, like I said, like the, the magazine and Whole Foods that caught my eye that really did save my life. And so all of those things are happening all the time. Uh, we're being guided all the time, but we're just so stuck in our heads and stuck in the chaos and the fear that we're kind of closed off to receiving that uh, intuitive guidance. And so, you know, that is a really powerful piece, and it takes time to cultivate that and I think for a lot of people and what I do with my clients which is so important is to have a morning practice is to have a morning spiritual practice or a practice that allows you to slow down to meditate to get still you know to really remember who you are and tap into that healing power and to listen guidance because if we just we're chronically sick and we're scared and we roll out of bed and we start the day we're going to stay stuck in the negative thinking and feeling loop that loops and loops and keeps us stuck in that negative vortex and we don't heal when our body is in that state of fear and fight or flight and we can't make decisions um, for our highest good when we're in a state of fear and heart math and the studies that they've done has shown that you know depleting emotions like fear and anger and sadness when we stay stuck there it causes the heart to have irregular patterns and creates what they call incoherence so the brain doesn't think well you know the body is in a state of disharmony and so those don't call them negative feelings but those depleting feelings keep us in a state of chaos and it's hard to navigate anything when we stay stuck in that place. So 
creating that morning practice and learning to trust is really important. I like doing the morning practice and and I don't do it every day, I have to say. (laughs) But the days that I do, it does set you up for a day. It's just a different way of setting yourself up. And I think you've taken care of you first, which is so important. And asking and trusting. And, you know, sometimes with disease, there's, there's a doctor's model of doing something. And that may not fit with you. And that's where, you know, trusting and asking and getting in touch with yourself and finding the people that might support you in how you want to go about it. Because it's not always um, how the doctors want it to be. Like, they don't know best. We know best for our own body when we're in tune. Go ahead. That's right. And then I, um, sorry, there's a little delay, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, Marco. Um, but I did have an experience, you know, I had a very unconventional, I took a very unconventional path in my healing journey with cancer. Um, I didn't, I didn't go straight to oncologist and start the process of chemo or radiation. You know, I went to a holistic healing center and did some various alternative medicine, uh, uh, therapies, but I did go and get a biopsy and it was the with a breast surgeon and when I'm sitting in her office and she gives me the results, you know, she's giving, she, she basically told me I had cancer. Uh, and then, you know, which was obviously the thing you, you don't want to hear and you don't want confirmed and said out loud. And it feels so intense and scary. And she's, you know, a, a foot from my face and kind of in a very harsh and we need to do this. You need to do this tomorrow. You need to get a mammogram. You need to, we need to go in front of the tumor board and you need to get, you know, chemo and you need to get rich. And I just, I mean, I, I, you know, I was looking straight ahead and I said, you need to back off and I need to breathe. And I'm not going to do any of that until I go home and just kind of sit with this. And so the, just the energy and the fear and the sort of this domination and, it was, I felt, uh, very unsafe actually in that, in that scenario. And so, and there are not all doctors are that way. I ended up finding an amazing, uh, amazing doctor who was very loving and open to listening to, uh, to my requests and my desires on taking an unconventional path. And the thing is, is that doctors are there to guide us and to offer their information. And ultimately they're there for us. They're there for their um, expertise, but they don't know everything about you. And so taking that time to make the decision from a place of calm and a place of trust and a place not being in a state of fear, I think is really important. Um, So just knowing that, you know, most of the time it's not an emergency situation where you have to run in and do something, you know, right then and there. Um, Although there are those situations, but... Generally, I tell my clients, you know, it's good to take some time when you make a decision and make a decision when, you know, from a place of love and place of calm and asking. I think that's a great, great suggestion right there. Because cancer is a big one where they do tell you, now that we have a diagnosis, we need to do this now. And yet, how long has it been there? Another day, another week is not going to make that big of a difference, especially if you can come into a space of yourself not operating from fear and finding the right, you know, like good for you to be able to find the right doctor to support you in that. Right. 
Exactly. And so that would be... The, go ahead. No, I just I think that's one of the, the biggest... Because cancer, anytime you get di- someone gets diagnosed with cancer, even says the word cancer, it's just there's an automatic fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are so afraid and they're, well, they're ready to just do whatever it takes to get rid of it and to fight it. So they just go down this rabbit hole of doing things, whatever, you know, the doctor or even whatever maybe your family says or, you know, whatever your spouse wants you to do. And you completely, uh, at least in my experience and, and working with women, is that you kind of lose yourself and you just get stuck in this place of fear down the whole process. And the invitation is, you know, hey, this disease or this presence of illness or cancer can be a divine opportunity. Slow down, back up, and begin to listen and tap into your heart because usually disease is just, hey, wake up, wake up. There's something <laughs> going on not here. Right. You know, and it's like if we keep going down the path of fear, it's like we never truly gain the message and, and, and get to a place of true healing and thriving. And I think that's the possibility and that's the opportunity. And what is true healing? Mm. Hmm. I <laughs> have this, you know, in writing my book, I found that healing um, is an, an Anglo-Saxon word for wholeness. And that is where, you know, this wholehearted healing is comes from is, Healing is not necessarily making a sick body well, but it's this return to the wholeness of who we are, um, to returning to this sense of wholeness. And I think that's what everybody craves on some level, whether they're able to put words to it or not. And for me, that is being well in my soul, is truly well in my soul and connected and love, loving myself and loving life, this sense of, of, of being whole. Um, so that for me is what true healing is. And I have this really beautiful story about this, actually, if we have time, do you have time to share this? Sure. Do it. (laughs) All right. It's a good story. (laughs) So yeah, the story. So, you know, in this amazing journey of following my heart, which I don't have, you know, time to get into it, but it's in my book, so you can read it there. But I come across, um, a colleague introduces me to a medicine man that had a cancer healing central in the Amazon jungle. And I'm so intrigued because I, I really, really uh, believe in the power of plants and medicine, natural medicines to heal. And the fact that he was using indigenous medicines and had this cancer center, I was really interested. And so I, I, I wanted to learn from him and potentially work with him. So I, I called him, asked if he would uh, talk to me. And so I said, you know, I call, I called him or he called me and I said, you know, will these medicine, plant medicines and these things that you do, um, treatments that you do, will they, he- will they heal me? Do you think they'll heal me? And he paused and, you know, like he, his, his name is Dennis, he's an extraordinary um, spiritual and healer and teacher. And he said, let me tell you two stories. And I said, okay. He said, there's one woman that came down to the jungle to the cancer healing center. And she had, you know, breast cancer, several tumors in her breast. And she came and she was dealing with a lot of emotional turmoil. 
and she did the program. She worked with the plant medicine. She took the plant medicine. She did everything. She did some really deep emotional clearing and healing. And then when she returned to the United States, she found out that her tumors were gone and she was cancer free and she was healed. Wow. And I said, oh, wow, that's amazing. And, she's, and then he went on and he said, then there's a, the second story is about a woman who came and she had stage four cancer um, and, and physically, physically weak and frail. And she came alone and she was uh, basically uh, estranged from her family and in a very tumultuous relationship with her partner, her husband, and very bitter, very resentful woman and came down there, went through the program, partaken the plant medicines, and then slowly over time she began to lighten up and she became more peaceful. She reconnected with her husband. Her husband came and joined her and they healed their relationship and uh, started to infuse romance into their relationship again. And then she reconnected with her family and they all came to visit as well. And over time, her body began to weaken and weaken. Um, but she reached this place of incredible peace and connection with everyone that she loved in her life. And she passed away with every, all her family and her husband by her side. And then Dennis paused and said, and she was healed. Wow. And Two I different very types. Yeah, I just started crying. I got tears in my eyes and I, it really, it just resonated so deeply of really challenging my view of healing. Like what is healing and just the fact that it is this return to wholeness that we're so much more than just this physical and it's not just about a sick body made well. Um, as really this return to this wholeness within, within us. So I thought that what a, what a gift, both stories to one right. is healing the body in that way and much more. And the other one actually healed the whole family. Like what exactly. a gift to everybody. Exactly. So an expansion of uh, my understanding and um, belief around healing. So that was really powerful for me. Very, very powerful. Brenda, we're going to go to another break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you wish you had more energy? Would you like to have a more restful sleep? Do you experience discomfort in your joints? Maybe you'd like to release some excess weight. The Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs by Secret may just be what you're looking for. To get started today, contact Margot Nielsen at 778-828-8005 or healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Again, to discover what Secret can do for you, call Margot at 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. 
Have you been neglecting yourself and now is the time to make you a priority in your own life? To be kinder and more in tune with yourself. Maybe there is an area of your life you would like to shift or gain a new perspective. Margo of Healthy Energy would be happy to assist you. To get in touch with Margo to book your healing session or coaching session today, call 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. That's 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. So on the break, we were having a little fun with our um, engineer guy and and talking, Brenda and I, talking about live to thrive and some key lifestyle factors. I really think fun and laughter is a big one for me, just to be able to have fun in what we're doing in life, not necessarily all the time, but as much as we can strive to have fun bring in that element of it, regardless of whatever you're doing, whether it's cleaning the house, doing the dishes, sorting through paper or whatever it is, is try to bring in the element of fun. And what are some of the other key ones for you, Brenda, when you've key lifestyle factors? Yeah. So I completely a hundred percent agree that play and laughter and fun are really important Uh, in any healing journey and anyone that's desiring to thrive. And I think as adults, we forget, at least for me, uh, we're going to forget how to play and sometimes get wrapped up into the seriousness of things. And, you know, when I was doing some research for the book and also, you know, going through my own healing, I had had surgery, had a mastectomy and going through my healing journey I came across uh, Norman Cousins, who was healed from ankylosing spondylitis, and he attributes his healing to vitamins and lots of laughter. He he basically wrote a book (laughs) called The Anatomy of Illness and would watch uh, funny movies over and over and over and laugh and laugh and laugh. And he was in so much chronic pain that he said that uh, I think several minutes of belly laughter was more effective than morphine. And I just was reading his story and it was so powerful. <laughs> and so I just focused on my healing process of funny movies, comedies, you know, just not allowing any negativity into my space. Um, and so I found that to be 
powerful. Uh, so I'm glad that you mentioned that. And just also moving forward, I used to be so serious and so driven. And it's like learning to play and laugh and children and, and dogs and animals are really helpful for that. Um, and just carving time out for for that, just like you would, you know, other things in your life that you value. So other things, other lifestyle factors that are really important, sleep, you know, you've probably heard that before, but, you know, sleep is uh, getting good quality sleep, um, seven to nine hours in the prime time window. So between 10 and 12 is when our body really heals and detoxifies and repairs. So that's a really important time to be sleeping if you're someone you know, really wanting to, moving through a health challenge. Um, also movement, you know, there's countless studies on the importance of movement and exercise, but now coming from being a division one athlete, uh, I see for me, it was the importance of learning how to slow down and not push my body so hard uh, and doing movement that feels good and that I enjoy and not putting so much pressure on myself, but getting the benefits of exercise uh, in a way that's healthy and not depleting. And, you know, another really profound key piece that's so, you know, uh, simple, but we often, you know, overlook it is nature. The healing power of nature, of, of taking time to be in nature uh, if you've ever been to the beach and you're barefoot on the sand and you're, you've got the salt water and the air and just being around the ocean, if you ever notice that you just feel so much better <laughs> than when you are maybe going to work in your cubicle or, you know, at home. And it's so nice to be in nature and there's so many different healing components from the sunshine, getting vitamin D and um, so restorative, uh, walking barefoot on the ground, the negative ions from the earth are really powerfully healing. Um, and then even there's a thing, have you ever heard of this called forest bathing? Forest bathing? No, I don't think I have. What is that? Yeah. there's. Well, I mean, essentially it's just spending a chunk of time, you know, amongst trees, uh, bathing in, in amongst the trees and it actually has that term and, and there's research on it that um, people that had spent, you know, significant time walking and being in a forest, I think it was like a couple days of camping and walking that they looked at things like um, they looked at the uh, effect on their immune system and stress levels and inflammation and just notice significant reduction in those things. And it's really amazing because trees emit these essential oils that reduce stress. And so we breathe that in, it calms our system down. And so even just walking barefoot among the trees, um, being in nature is a powerful healer that I think that we've forgotten about. And it's been with a really huge piece in my own healing journey. So I love nature, being in nature. Yeah, yeah. And I think it also helps us to connect to ourselves and connect to, you know, this creative intelligence that created all things and gives us that sense of wholeness. And I think that's another piece when you asked before of getting into my heart, it was meditation and spending a lot of time in nature. So I think that is um, an important piece. And then 
one more kind of big one I'll mention is reducing toxin exposure. So, you know, really looking at the toxins and addressing toxins in your food, water quality, air quality, home environment, kitchen, personal care products, cleaners, those types of things. You know, there's a really huge connection between chronic illness and, you know, toxicity. Uh, We're basically bombarded with a plethora of toxins. And so doing what you can, what you do have control over to minimize your toxin exposure is really important to to heal and to thrive in our in our modern age when we're kind of bombarded with it, with the toxicity in many different avenues. So I think that's a really important piece to become aware of. I do. I mean, for years I've been doing different things and have made products and, um, you know, really eliminated the need for a lot of things in the house and skincare and all of that. And, and, you know, working with various companies with essential oils, with um, secret skincare in bringing in as much as I can. That's not toxic for me. Also, I would add to that, Brenda is what do we listen to? What kind of, you know, are you one that reads the newspaper, listens to the news and bring in like, so you're constantly being bombarded with stuff. I remember one day sitting to read the paper. This was years ago because I don't do it a lot. But I'm thinking, gosh, it was somebody killed somebody, somebody got shot, something else happened and something else happened. And it's like, I can't read stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not a person that's very up to date on, you know, what's going on in the world that way, just because I don't want to have that be part of my life, so to speak. Because I think I it can be, you, you can just yeah. Start looking at all the negative things, and and there's always both to look at, and it, it is a choice. I think we consciously make that choice to, you know, whatever we choose to look at, we're and focus on, we're going to expand. So if we're we're looking for vibrant health, we want to bring in those components that are really going to support us in that. And that oh, might be 100%. one thing to let go of. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing you can really look at right now and create awareness around in your life right now is like, you know, what am I watching on TV? What, what am I allowing into my, into my consciousness from the music, from the TV, from even the people that you surround yourself with and the conversations that you have? Because all of that, you know, we talk about the importance of energy, all of that affects our vibration. So oh, you're being sure bombarded with negativity and fear all the time, um, so, you know, kind of switching over. Like, stop, for, for instance, you know, I used to like to watch crime shows. And, mm-hmm. you know, after the, the cancer, you know, diagnosis and moving through that healing journey, I really eliminated all negative. So I let go of all the crime shows. I just didn't want any fear or negativity um, that I could, you know, that was extraneous in my life. And that was a huge uh huge awareness and understanding for me is bringing things that are uplifting and then vibrating on this, this level of love and connection, compassion, um, that really facilitates healing. That's the vibration at which we heal and, and thrive. So it's a really important piece. And, um, you know, it's really toxicity, not only in our physical realm, but toxic thoughts, toxic, you know, staying stuck in toxic feelings and, and toxic environments. So you know, that is a really important part in my you know, program that I work with women is really helping them become aware of those things and creating a plan to 
reduce and, and eliminate those things from their environment. Cool. And you said another one was love. And I think loving yourself, regardless oh, of yeah. where you are, how you are, whether you're, you have some sort of dis-ease of the body, whether you're bigger than what you wanted to be, but to truly love yourself now. I've had a few conversations with people and just be with you, love yourself, and then start to make those changes instead of knocking yourself or judging yourself. It's it's about loving yourself, stepping forward into, you know, being more of you in that space. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, essential number eight is love yourself. It's about self-love and self-care, and I think that's the most important one of all because healing happens when we are in that vibration of love, and we learn to love ourselves and love our lives, and that is, that is a, like, if you have to boil it all down, like, that's how <laughs> we heal, and that's how we thrive, is, is all through loving ourselves, and, um, you know, that's kind of a... a, a some, something that, that may, some people might hear that and go, well, like, how do I even start? How do I even start loving myself? And, like, I think it starts with acceptance, like you mentioned. Accepting and loving yourself exactly as you are and not, you know, trying to fix or, you know, wish things were different. is just really being into this, that state of acceptance where it starts. Well, and, and like you said, self-care, especially in the month of December, right, is take some time out for yourself. Oh, yes, yes, it may be busy for some people. For me, it's quieted down a little bit, and I don't want to book too much. I just kind of want to have it a little bit quieter and enjoy some space just to, you know, yesterday in the middle of the day, I thought, okay, enough of the computer. It wasn't working for me. I'm going to have a bath <laughs> with my exactly. essential oils, with my lovely bath salts from Secret. It was lovely. So it was, okay, time out for me. And, you know, my mind was going and then I could feel it just kind of slowing down and, okay, out I went. I did have a little nap there, but <laughs> um, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's very important self-care. So, Brenda, if people you had mentioned about your book, Sick of Being Sick, and I think on you have a website that you were allowing people to download it. Is that correct? Yes, I am. So, for all of you listening, if you are interested in learning more about the Wholehearted Healing Nine Essentials and my story, I write about it in my book, Sick of Being Sick, The Woman's Holistic Guide to Conquering Chronic Illness. And if you go to... Uh, this website, www.sickofbeingsickbook.com, you can enter your information and get a copy, an electronic, a free electronic copy of the book. And it's a very good book. I've read, I've written, I've written, I've read some of it. <laughs> Wonderful. I would highly recommend it. It just, it takes you a little bit farther from what we were talking about today. And if you'd like to connect with Brenda, how can they do that, Brenda? Yes, you can uh, email me at rise to radiance, rise to radiance at gmail.com. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you. love to hear anything that you're you're dealing with or walking through and support you on that. I do do some coaching work with women, so I'd love to hear from you. And, you know, like I mentioned, you can also uh, find me if you go to www.stickofbeansickbook.com. There's also my contact information there. Awesome, Brenda. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
I appreciate you and what you are doing for women all over the place and the journey that you've been on. I honor you for coming to Vibrant Health and being able to share that and support so many people with that. So thank you so much. Thank you, Margo. It was a pleasure and honor to be your guest. Yay. And next week, I'll be joined by Frankie Floro, and our conversation will be on following your dreams and Frankie goes to Hollywood. So have yourself a magical week. Do something kind for yourself. Do some self-care. Get out in nature. Laugh and just have some fun. Capture the magic of Christmas, the season. It doesn't have to be all about Christmas, but it's that inner magic. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join your host, Margot Nielsen, for another edition of Healthy Energy with Margot. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What positive energy can you attract in the coming week? 